This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. Ford and Indian automaker Mahindra announced they will jointly develop a midsize SUV for India and other emerging markets. To help save costs, the SUV will be built on a Mahindra platform and use a Mahindra powertrain. And this is part of a broader strategic alliance between the two automakers that they formed back in 2017. Last year, they also agreed to collaborate on powertrains and connected car technology. And speaking of Ford, it says its decision to pretty much abandon the passenger car market in the U.S. to focus on trucks and SUVs will pay off for the company. Bloomberg reports that by 2021, Ford will earn a billion dollars more in earnings before interest and taxes from its Michigan assembly plant than it did two years ago. The factory used to build the Focus and C-Max, but the company converted it to produce the new Ranger and the new Bronco starting next year. Between 2019 and 2023, Ford plans to devote 91% of its capital expenditure to developing trucks and SUVs because of the profit it can generate from those vehicles. And hey, be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours this afternoon. John and Gary will be talking all about the latest reveals from the New York Auto Show. So find out what they think at 3 p.m. Eastern time on our website, autoline.tv, or you can watch it on our YouTube channel. And speaking of New York, more reveals right after this. Subaru unveiled the new Outback, which features updated styling. Two powertrains are available. It comes standard with a 2.5-liter naturally aspirated boxer engine that features 90% new parts and a 2.4-liter turbo boxer that cranes out 260 horsepower is also available. It's the first time since 2009 the Outback is offered with a turbo. Both engines are mated to a CVT and all trims come standard with its EyeSight suite of safety technology. The new Outback hits dealerships this fall. And check out this new concept from Kia called the Habanero. It's a fully electric four-seater that has a range of 300 miles. And as you can see, it has butterfly wing doors. It's equipped with level five autonomy, which is why it has a spacious interior that's been optimized for ride sharing. It also features the company's Reed system that it debuted at CES, which analyzes the driver's emotional state to adjust settings inside the car. And as hard as it may seem, Kia says don't bet against ever seeing this concept in production. That would be pretty cool if it's true, but all we have to say is we'll believe it when we see it. Kia also introduced a special edition of the Stinger called the GTS. The vehicle features a newly developed dynamic all-wheel drive system, a new bright orange paint color, and carbon fiber parts. The car is powered by the same 3.3-liter V6 turbo that's used in the Stinger GT. But if you want the new GTS, you'll have to act quick, since the company will only make 800 of them. Pricing for rear-drive models starts at $44,000, while all-wheel drive models start at $46,500. Well, it is finally here. After a seemingly endless amount of delays, Mazda is bringing its Skyactiv diesel to the U.S. in the CX-5 Signature model. 
The 2.2-liter diesel is expected to crank out 168 horsepower and 260 pound-feet of torque, and fuel economy is estimated at 28 miles to the gallon combined. As a comparison, a two-wheel drive CX-5 with the naturally aspirated 2.5-liter gas engine is rated at 28 mpg combined as well, and the 2.5-liter turbo gets 25 mpg combined. The diesel is also a bit pricey, about $4,000 more than gasoline-powered CX-5s. But if you're still interested, Mazda is taking pre-orders for the diesel-powered CX-5 right now, and it also says it will offer the engine in the Mazda 6. Stay tuned, because we'll have more Auto Show news right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Small utility vehicles are hot sellers right now, and Hyundai has introduced the all-new venue to the segment. It's quite a bit smaller than the Kona and will be the most affordable utility vehicle in Hyundai's lineup. In the U.S., power will come from a dual-port fuel injection 1.6-liter four-cylinder, which can be mated to a six-speed manual or a CVT. The setup is estimated to deliver up to 33 miles to the gallon. It's a pretty simple interior layout with an 8-inch touchscreen mounted between the two center vents. And even though it's an entry-level vehicle, it will have a number of available driver assistance systems. The venue will be built in Korea and start hitting showrooms in the fourth quarter of this year. Another SUV revealed was Mercedes' new GLS. It was already the largest and most luxurious utility vehicle in the automaker's lineup, but now it's even bigger. The wheelbase was extended by nearly two and a half inches, which improves second row legroom by 3.4 inches, and Mercedes says the third row is suitable for people up to 6'4". The interior features a similar infotainment system to what we've seen in other recent Mercedes reveals, but in the GLS, the two 12.3-inch display screens are standard, and the vents below the screens are more rectangle-shaped rather than round. Under the hood will be the choice of six- and eight-cylinder engines. Both are paired with 48-volt mild hybrid systems that run the water pump, AC compressor, and also provides a boost function to the engine. A nine-speed automatic transmission and all-wheel drive are standard as well. The new GLS will go on sale in the U.S. by the end of the year. And speaking of auto shows, Autoline Daily has learned that the L.A. Auto Show will happen in November this year, but then will probably move to March. A source tells us that the L.A. Convention Center, where the show is currently held, will undergo construction next year, forcing the change. We're told the L.A. show signed a three-year deal to exhibit at the L.A. Rams football stadium. But since the football season runs from August through at least December, the auto show can't use the stadium then. Auto shows are going through a lot of upheaval. There was a time when automakers felt they had to be at every show. But now they're skipping shows, unless they have something major to reveal. And a quick programming note here before I sign off. There won't be a new Autoline Daily tomorrow because we're taking time off for the Easter holiday weekend. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday.